0: Because I ate uh, stale pancakes.
1: But <laughs> well, Stale pancakes are banging. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they absorb like, the flavor. Mean, I,
0: I, is it like I made pancakes out of like expired pancake mix?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's different.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me see if this is edible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try stuff i like before. done before. Uh, not happy outcomes for damage.
0: I mean, we're about to find out, dude, because I was like, I have eggs because like I bought a whole thing of eggs because I made cookies and I was like, I don't want to waste all these eggs. So I've been like eating like scrambled eggs for breakfast every day. And I was like, you know, I want want to eat some pancake mix. And I saw it in there and I got too lazy to go to the store. I was like, I'm not going to go to the store. I'm not going to do this. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? It's only like six months expired.
1: Let me let me make something. <laughs> let me make some pancakes.
0: Let me see what happens.
1: Listen, if you that in this stream, people you know. Not.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, relieve me of my mortal coil. Um so, yeah, uh, what's up, people? It's uh, it's me, it's Morgan. I'm here, uh, still alive. We'll find out in in a few days if that changes. Um, but uh, with me is the in- 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 invulnerable co-host, the the wonderful, the best that can survive falling from the moon to Earth, just like Batman, Browlio. I
1: don't know about all that. I know that Morgan is the man with the. Ironclad defense in terms of stomach since he's willing to try some questionable foods here. But you know, that's no here or there. Let's just hope that Morgan doesn't die.
0: Thank you. Yeah no dude, I've been I've been cleaning out my fridge. I have so much crap in my fridge.
1: I have so much cheese. I didn't realize how much cheese I have.
0: It's for real. I literally have like four blocks of mozzarella cheese in my fridge, all of which are expired because I didn't like I, I made a four cheese uh, mac and cheese and then just bought too much cheese.
1: <laughs> Tomorrow Friday, I don't well, Friday from the recording day that we're doing now, if that makes sense, I'm gonna be buying uh, lasagna ingredients I'm about make, I'm making my cheese style lasagna. It's gonna be my birthday gift to myself.
0: I love it I love it yes because uh for uh, I don't know if this is public knowledge but your birthday is coming up
1: yes this Friday it uh, will be turning a 30 with uh another number and I'm not happy about this I'm getting old way too old mm. <laughs>
0: but you know I mean is it Friday I thought it was today
1: no th- 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 why th- do I have in here <laughs> why do I have your birthday in here it's today just appreciate the thought, but don't make me order the name. I,
0: <laughs> I blame, I blame Apple, uh, cause it put it in as, uh, as today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, for people who don't know, Bradley's birthday's coming up. It's going to be great. Um, and you know. Uh, we shall wait and see. But yeah, today we're going to talk about a little bit of uh entertainment stuff and who's it, what's it. Um, let's just jump into it, Brailleo. You you said uh that you wanted some uh Marvel news. You said you had some had some stuff to, to, to impart upon the people.
1: Yes. So for those of you that are living on the rock, there was a trailer that I recently dropped for Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania is the final trailer before the inevitable arms onslaught of TV spots that are going to give you. Two much detail but anyways in that trailer there was a shot of um, something that looks like the 10 rings floating around and a lot of people have spe- been speculating that in the last scene of shang or the cut the end credit scene when you know when they're the, they find out that the rings are sending out a, a beacon or a signal that it could be tied to this movie to Kang the Conqueror which would be pretty cool. And also, there's been rumors that have been going wild by a lot of famous or reliable Marvel leakers that one Blue Marble, Adam Brashear, would be making his on-screen debut in the Marbles, which is the coming on November third, which is a sequel to Captain Marvel, aka sequel to Ms. Marvel, aka sequel to One Division, with Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and. Monica Rambo. Okay. Ooh.
0: I am intrigued. I am interested.
1: So, what do you think about Uh, the the whole Shang Chi, uh, M and the Wasp situation? Do you think it could have any validity to it?
0: I I think so. Um, I I I I love Shang Chi. Um, I think I think it's a great franchise, and I would like to see more. and having i think there's i think there's definitely some room to play with uh i forget which one, the one that's not Kunlun but was in shang chi uh, there's room to, yeah talo there's there's like a room to play around with like the dragons and all this type of stuff that they had going on there and tie it into the quantum effect or, or something like this because like uh asian and chinese mythology specifically is very it's very interesting um it's very like complex because you have like the Shang-Chi and Wuxia like story styles um, and you can kind of tie those in and make it, you know, and make it be like oh, well, it's also like quantum entanglement or, or this, that, the third, whatever and bring in like a, uh, you know um, uh, um oh, what? I forget his name uh, Monkey King, uh, that guy uh, um, style character or something, you know
1: oh my god, the actor, I forgot his name When I know he's a Shang-Chi character but, uh <laughs> God damn, what's the name of the actor? Tony Leon. Yeah,
0: you know you can you know, you can you can kinda have like plenty of uh, of things to do with that and uh, and really play around. So I, I hope it does have validity. I think it does. Um Marvel loves connectivity stuff, so you know, I
1: mean that'll be interesting. Cool, And what about uh Lou Marvel making his on screen debut? How do you feel about that? Are you excited at all? Are you a fan of Blue Marvel? Is it just another Superman clone that doesn't do nothing to you? I mean, for you?
0: Um, I mean, uh, I I enjoy Blue Marvel. I think he's important to comic book mythos. Obviously, you know, as a person who is uh, of the African-American persuasion, um, I think Blue Marvel was very important uh, to comic books, at least, you know, during his time. I think he's really cool. I think he does have uh, differences from Superman that make him an interesting character. Uh, and I want, I want to see him. I want to see I want to see him rock and roll. I want to see him do something. I want to see him, uh, you know, a kick butt, take names. Um as do I think that they'll do him perfectly? Obviously not, but they it's an adaptation. Um, we we don't really get anything done perfectly, really. Um, but I think I think I'll enjoy whatever it is that they uh that they do with him, and I, I think he'll play very well with the rest of the Marvels if if they do end up you know doing that.
1: <laughs> so let's go into a little bit into fan casting. If you were to cast for Blue Marble as an older character, who would you like, and who would you like as a younger? Actor to play Blue Marvel they called the younger Rob. I got two oh, already gosh. that I that um, was thinking
0: about. Him. Oh, goodness. See, I've, I've forgotten how he looks, but uh, if I were to go older, um, how old are we talking when we stay
1: older? <laughs> so, Blue Marvel in the comics is somewhere in the range of uh, late 45s, early 50s or mid 50s.
0: Okay, so, uh, oh boy, I, the first person I thought of is dead. Oh man,
1: <laughs> hey CGI man, hope you
0: get The first person I thought of for some reason was Bernie Mac, but Bernie Mac is dead.
1: <laughs> Bernie Mac wouldn't really work. I don't think he has the physical build for it.
0: He doesn't, but it, it would be so funny. um I think I don't. I don't know. I think I think like maybe like a. Um, not Mario Van Peebles. Nobody's seen him in years. Um, but what's his name? Uh, uh, not My- Michael Jai White?
1: <sighs> he's... Like, I was thinking of him. Does he do Spawn? But he's... I feel like... No, actually, he, he's a good actor. I was going to think that he's going to just give a kind of rock performance, but he has a wider range than The Rock.
0: Oh, yeah. I think, I think he definitely has wider range. Um i was thinking if, if they not, go old, if not michael jai white i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead no do what you're doing dude
1: no no i was gonna say that for me if they go with the older route i think a good actor would have been shamar moore oh yeah because he his yeah, voice is solid. just stoic like if you watch the dc au he plays cyborg and if you've seen him in any of his um swat or csi shows he's dude is just awesome
0: Oh yeah. I'd also, I'd, 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 I'd also, this is a bit of an out there casting. This is a bit wild. This is a bit crazy. But I'd like to see LL oh, Cool J do it.
1: <laughs> LL Cool J, I haven't seen him in, the last time I saw him, he got, he got hit by the, the chunk, the chunkster bug. But as a chunkster myself, you know, I would like the representation.
0: And he's kind of he, he's kind of getting back into the into the gym like heavy heavy like he's getting back into like being jacked again, um, but I really enjoyed his uh, performance and um, what was the one the shark movie uh blue blue something anaconda no not anaconda the the one where the one where he like burns a shark alive or something like <laughs> deep blue sea I really enjoyed him in deep blue sea I so I like, like didn't know they burned
1: the shark alive but that sounds like a fun movie
0: it is very fun it's a very fun movie it's, it's insane but it's really fun
1: <laughs> see when you know, I think of the like, shark movies I, I I feel like Jaws you can, once you watch Jaws you can't watch anything else because like I feel like it's gonna be self so
0: no it's like it's insane that movie is insane you gotta watch it if you haven't seen it i
1: guess <laughs> guessing it's an early 90s movie right or well, late, late 90s it is
0: yeah late 90s early 2000s <laughs> yeah,
1: for, for some people it was a big shark craze around that time yeah,
0: it really was. It was insane. Like, and if we go young, yes, I was about to ask you. Um, uh, if we, if we go young, oh man, who who is like, who is like really really like jacked or has the ability to get jacked? Um, Shamik Moore is pretty like Shamik Moore is pretty solid. big no huh? Yeah, uh, I mean, he, you know, he, he, he voiced uh, Miles Morales in, in Into the Spider-Verse, like he's, you know, um, he's really solid, uh, but he's like late 20s, early 30s, um, for somebody in their 30s, I think, uh, I think Donald Glover would be pretty goaded to do it.
1: I, mm, I can say Glover, dude. For me, I think if they was yeah. somebody young, I know a lot of people were saying um, John Boyega, but I'm like, yeah, I see it. But at the same time, I don't think he'll be up to it. And, you know, yeah. I don't know why. But for me, the person I will pick is Jordan Fisher. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen his work. Uh,
0: um, <clears throat> I think I know the brother you're talking about.
1: He does a lot of uh, a lot of uh, musical type movies or music style movies.
0: Really good singer.
1: Yeah, really good singer. Poovy hair. He ha- Yeah, he has the bus card Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about Big, big Fluffs at the top
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about Yeah, that guy's a great actor
1: I can't think of the name of a single movie that he's done But he's a good actor And I've seen him in a few things
0: Yeah, uh, that that guy's really good. I would like to see that. I I know why John Boyega wouldn't wouldn't want to is cuz like, you know, the fandom stuff, he had a bad experience with Star Wars. I don't think he'd be up for doing another like big fandom movie again. Mm-hmm. Um which like you know uh, sad sad for for all the big fandom people positive for me because uh, you know i might be able to get john boy to work on a project uh <laughs> if it's not a huge fandom movie but you know uh it would be sad for for everybody to see him in, in big stuff um that's like you know franchise ips um but yeah i mean i i could i could definitely see it if they could somehow convince him i mean they got harrison ford sure <laughs> you know <laughs> and there's the
1: mcu i feel like at this point any actor at that point is a conflict of interest so they just really don't want to do marvel movies they could get anybody
0: yeah like you know uh, I, I, but i yeah I, I completely see it john boy is an amazing actor absolutely phenomenal great in everything he does um you know and, and i definitely want to see him in more things he just did something it just dropped it's very good
1: i got one um, more for you do like you think of the yeah, project yeah. the Ollega project uh, mm-hmm. Tyler James well, Tyler James Williams our very own oh, Chris yeah. our young Chris yeah he has the kind that of guy, Adam Vershier face so
0: yeah and he has a he's good he's a good actor he has great presence you know I, I really enjoy when I see him in projects
1: he was in some SPU style show and not my favorite performance but Hey, it's still remember performance,
0: dude. I love that show. I'm not even gonna lie to you. You know what I'm talking about? It had Veer Das in it. Oh, yeah, I i, I know exactly the show you're talking about when Tyler James Williams plays the hacker. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had Veer Das in it. Veer Das is one of my favorite Indian comedians, uh, and he was in that show. I love that show. <laughs> it
1: was, uh, I forgot the name of the show, but it was a, uh, I saw a few episodes with my wife.
0: It was an enjoyable show. It was, it was a good, like, just turn on the TV and, and like, you know, just shut your brain off for a while. Watch. I enjoyed it. Cool, cool,
1: cool. That's so, that's from that's me and the Marvel side of things.
0: Rock and roll. Uh, speaking of uh, things that you can cut on and turn your brain off, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment.
1: Entertainment, indeed.
0: Some things have happened in the old world of the sports entertainment.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's been crazy. It everything in the course of two weeks, it went from sunshine and rainbows to cloudy with a chance of meatballs to what the f- is going on over there.
0: It's true. Um, so to catch people up, uh, for anybody listening who might not know, uh, over the course of the last, what,
1: year or so? When did they kick Vince out? In July. That's, well, actually, that's when In he July. resigned. But the allegations and everything started popping out around May of last year.
0: Yeah, so so you know, a good almost year ago, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, Was was you know he unceremoniously uh, resigned from the WWE um, to avoid allegations of you know impropriety and and misconduct against employees um, allegedly because we don't want to get sued or whatever, Um, and the company was handed over to his daughter and Nick Khan uh, to run. and then fast forward you know to to like what last week or something
1: i think i started on the 29th when he sent a letter to the board of directors pretty much or realistically he was trying to force himself to win back to the company and it they worked
0: Exactly. Yeah. Vince Vince was like, you know what, I'm I'm coming back. I'm I'm making the heel turn. I am I'm I'm t- this heel CEOing again and I'm gonna get my company back. And uh somehow finessed his way back in there and not even finesse uh, he brute forced
1: himself in there because he's the majority stakeholder but holder of WWE. I think he owns seventy four percent of the company. Oh wow seventy so, four? Goodness. Yeah, gracious. so there's no way that his boat doesn't mean law basically.
0: Yeah, so you know he he straight up rock bottomed his way in there. Just said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the, the CEO's elbow, and uh, I'm gonna get my position back." Um, and then did he announce he was selling it before when he
1: got in there, or was it like after? So when he sent the letter to um to the board, kind of saying, you know, I want to come back and I need to be back because around this year's when WWE is gonna start doing negotiation with their TV partners to try to get you know or keep Raw and SmackDown on TV, which, come on, let's be honest, they're going to do that because content creators love how much content WWE produces. But um, Ben said that part of the strategic, strategic movements in order to maintain uh, WWE on on you know on air, essentially, is for him to come back and guide those negotiations. And while doing so, this is the perfect time to kind of put WWE up for sale and he officially made the, the you know, the turn that the company will be sold. They hired um, advisors from JP Morgan in order to guide them through the process of selling the company, finding um, suitable... Uh, I don't want to say partners because they're basically going to be sold, but um, purchasers, purchasers, mm. investors, or whatever. And it's crazy because... Because he's the majority uh, stakeholder in WWE, he was able to essentially make the call and have um, the board have to approve of his decree, basically. That's just wild to me.
0: It's it, truly it's it's insanity. Uh, Radio as as the resident WWE person, I'm I'm much more of the indie, uh, you know, side of things. But as the resident Federation man here, do you think this is Vince finally cracking?
1: I think he saw the writing on the wall. Every day, more and more allegations. Like, well, not a lot of allegations have continued to come up, but not that long ago, there was another um, kind of. Um, thing that came out that he pays somebody else hush money in order to keep them um you know keep them quiet and if the company is going to continue in the path that is on of pretty much ousting everything Vince McMahon because Triple H has been doing an awesome job and WWE has felt different for the most part in a lot of situations um so it might be him trying to be petty which we know Vince McMahon to be a very petty man and him saying, okay, WWE is succeeding without me. Maybe it's time to, you know, pretty much take the my toys back and get rid of them. Not even <laughs> I want to play with them. I just want to get rid of them so that if I can have them, you can have them kind of thing. And make a whole lot of money in the process.
0: And, you know, yeah, the taking the ball and going home method.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it sucks, man, because I grew up with WWE. And it's, for a lot of people, is the though you know the gateway drug into professional wrestling and yes there's a a w is an alternative and you know tna is still kicking along for some reason but <laughs> if you lose wwe and if they get sold out it, you might not see the changes right away but the company's going to be taken apart and it's not going to be the same wrestling federation that or organization that you grew up with the changes, like I said, it might not be visible right away, but changes will happen. And it's going to be completely different. It might be a shell of what it was before. Or it could just be thrive and be the best thing ever. But it's a big risk.
0: It's true. Yeah. Most definitely. It's almost like a... <laughs> When when ECW and, and WCW folded into WWE, where, you know, at the time, you know, everybody was like, oh, wow, this is this is insane. This is crazy. This is awesome. But, you know, people kind of knew that, like, wrestling is going to change. Um and obviously we didn't see it immediately but now we have the current form of sports entertainment um you know where it's, it's very sanitized it's very you know uh, the pg era as people call it or whatever um, because it's no longer being driven by that level of competition and you know a fervor that that, that was around when ecw and wcw were were so pressing on vince's heels
1: yeah mm-hmm. And, you know, they're saying there's a lot of potential hosts or companies that have the capital in order to purchase WWE. Um, One of the organizations that a lot of people were speculating, especially on Monday of this week, was that the Saudis were going to be the ones to end up taking over WWE. But a lot of insiders, um, a lot of the wrestling news outlets, they have reported that that's just a rumor that hasn't really gone anywhere, and that people just kind of blew it out of proportion on social media, TikTok especially. But even if it's not the Saudis, let's say it's uh, like a Japanese company or something, they're gonna take the company apart. But I really hope it's not the Saudis that end up purchasing WLE.
0: It's true. I mean, whoever takes it over, more than likely, will probably feel the pressure to keep the uh, the partnership with the Saudis intact because that that was a, a very large portion of of uh, WWE's revenue every year yeah. was where those shows.
1: Yeah, it really was, and I think if a lot of um, not a lot necessarily uh Wow, I can't speak. <laughs> there's four companies that I think have the most or the biggest chance of purchasing WWE. That's NBC Universal, which is their current partner for Raw, uh, Fox, which could make the purchase now that they lost um, 21st Century Fox to Disney. Uh, there's mm. also Netflix, who could buy the, the company and fold it into Netflix itself because itself, Netflix doesn't really Ooh. delve into live sporting and. As you know, or live events like that, or Prime, Amazon Prime, and I think out of all of those, the most likely scenario is that if WWE is to be sold, it's gonna be taken over by NBC, NBC Universal, because they already have to deal with Peacock to you know to stream WrestleMania, the wrestling events, and to have basically WWE Network. So it makes sense for that yeah. kind of partnership to grow into an ownership. Because they like the content that WWE produces. It, it fills a lot of their time slots, and that's a lot of well, the majority of the things that network. Like, can you provide a lot of content for us, and or is it going to be seen by at least a million people? And WWE checks both those boxes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I'd, I'd like for it to be... Um I'd probably like for it to be NBC anyway, because NBC seems like it would let, uh, the, you know, the PG 13 quote unquote era, um, fly a lot more. Um, than say fox in a weird way uh because it, it kind of almost seems like uh like raw has always been a little bit a little bit edgier than smackdown in that in that fashion so having them kind of plus they have the deal with uh hulu and all this other type of stuff as well so they they already have everything kind of you know ironed in and iron clad in there so i you know i'd like that uh to stick around
1: <laughs> yeah and i feel like if they get owned by NBC universal they might look around or turn around and say okay uh triple h or paul lebec you've been running you know creative so well we would like for you to continue because that's another worry that a lot of people have now is that now that Vince is back as the c of the big you know the chairman of the board is he gonna try to weasel himself back into creative and be the person that runs kind of the gorilla position and take that away from triple h once more and not well, once more because when he did it was on a smaller scale and that was on the NXT side mm-hmm. but if NBC takes over I think they they like or they would like what Triple H has been doing and just keep him in that chair and that's what I hope that they're the partners or the owners moving forward
0: 100 P <laughs> uh, in honor of um, just in case this is the end who knows um in honor of that, what is your uh, favorite um, your favorite promo that has happened in the WWE era of, uh, of professional wrestling?
1: Oh, that's easy. The, my favorite promo is... Um, the, it was a backstage promo with The Rock, Lillian Garcia, and it's uh, the one that The Rock says, and you get wet with perspiration every time you see The Rock. And he was feuding with... Um, with Booker T and Shane McMahon at the time and he was the WCW champion so that's my favorite promo Uh, as far as favorite match is uh, Wrestlemania 25 Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels best match in the history of professional wrestling in my opinion
0: Beautiful. I, I think it's it's something uh, so amazing and talented. Because my, my my favorite promo is also a rock promo. I think most people. It, I think I feel like most people um, who either uh, very much love wrestling or uh, or even or are casual uh, watchers uh, kind of enjoy either the rock promos or uh steve stone cold promos like the most of anything because they're very memorable they're very punchy um and they kind of like they hit very hard um But, like, I mean, my favorite uh, promo of all time is The Rock making fun of Rikishi. uh, Where he was like, I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. Oh, my God, (laughs) I remember the face he made. It's so good. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It is legitimately one of the best promos of anything that I've seen. And I love it so, so, so much. Um,
1: What about favorite match? I
0: I don't even... uh, I don't even... Maybe, I mean, maybe the one where... uh, like, Stone Cold be, like, I do, I do love a lot of Stone Cold matches, Stone Cold The Rock was very good, whereas Stone Cold and, um, it was Chris Jericho, who was also really, really good, it's Austin,
1: was really Jericho, really good. they had a good country,
0: yeah, I think, I think that was probably it, like, probably Austin Jericho was probably the, the better, one out of those two because I really did enjoy Stone Cold and The Rock that entire feud they had. But I think, as far as matches go, is either Austin Jericho or uh, when um, or when uh, Christian Edge were still with Gangrel when they like first came out, the brood, <laughs> like that first match they did, yeah. The brood,
1: <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point about the the rock being uh, the, the best promo, especially I think it's very. Era base man, because if you grew up around that time when The Rock was on top of the world, because remember there was a period that Stone Cold went down with injury, and The Rock pretty much became the, the number one player. So that's the yeah. era that I started watching wrestling in, when The Rock was the the you know the person the man basically. So for me, The Rock will always have like a special place in my heart because I saw it live. And, Or well, I saw it at the time, you know. Well, yeah, it was live at the yeah.
0: time. And for I think I remember. I think I said... No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, no. I was going to say that for somebody that, let's say, grew up in this generation, they might think that Roman might be the best promo out there. Or Sami Zayn or one of the, the new kids. And, you know, no fault to them. But if you want to see real, real promos, go back and watch those old school rock promos or... Pretty much anybody from the that era, everybody was on point.
0: Yeah, yeah, everybody was kind of really cooking back then. I I really enjoyed it. Even like going back to like Ric Flair used to have some crazy promos. That man was insane.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? I can never get into the old school Flair promos, and that might be because I wasn't a big fan of like eighty style promos. They were fun, but not my cup of tea.
0: Is it they were, they were very fun I just I enjoyed like the wackiness of like what he was doing him like Hulk Hogan had some crazy promos like all these guys like uh, Jake the Snake Roberts had like some really good ones um, uh, I think of, of that era probably the best one is Macho Man of that era
1: that was nice I'll tell you who's my favorite from that era Jumping Jeff Foreman Yep
0: ooh bit of a deep cut for people bit of a deeper cut you know cut. Who that is
1: right <laughs> Mr. Yip?
0: I have not Oh Mr. Yap Oh my god The best
1: promo in all of wrestling If you have not seen Jumping Jeff Foreman Do yourself a uh, favor Pause the rant pot Pause life Watch that on YouTube You will be extremely happy That you saw Jumping Jeff Foreman Give out the best promo In all of professional wrestling this is classic and then watch the Shockmaster for context I was literally about to say Shockmaster oh my god, dude same
0: brain I was literally about to be like and then go watch Shockmaster Shockmaster
1: is golden man he has a, such a large following so surprising
0: it's like a, is so good
1: I wonder if they're still alive
0: I think so I think Shockmaster's still around
1: he should still be doing that gimmick
0: it's so good. It's such a good gimmick, though. Like <laughs> really anything from that era was very good. I remember the first time I watched uh, WWE. The first, the first thing from it I saw was like SmackDown. Like it was live, and the first thing I saw was like SmackDown, and it was uh, it was Boogeyman making his entrance, and he like ate worms, and that is like fried into my brain as like a core memory.
1: <laughs> he ate uh big ass cyst from lillian um jbl's assistant Lill- jillian if you haven't seen oh that watch God. that man eats jillian's face you you would not
0: see is see? like that's like fried into my brain and then i like went and watched a bunch of other stuff to like catch up because at first i wasn't like a big wrestling kid um you know i probably didn't start wrestling start watching wrestling until like i was a little bit older um because i just didn't find it too interesting at first because like my mother was into like boxing or whatever my grandmother was into uh, baseball so it just wasn't something that like that I saw
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then it's like I turned on the TV one day and I was like this is hilarious I like this
1: <laughs> you it's one of those shows that you just gotta open your mind and just enjoy for what it is
0: exactly i think that's really what because i don't think at any point i was in the under the illusion it was real like that's like the insane part at no point was i was like this was real like i was always like no this is funny
1: (laughs) i k-fade was a lie for me until i got to a certain age and then i realized okay this is definitely not fake i mean fake though but i think it clicked for me stupidly when i realized okay so you're telling me that these people have a beef right in their argument and the only way that they talk about this beef that they have is once a week when they go to tv (laughs) that's when i was like wait that doesn't make sense it's fake
0: exactly (laughs) dude i i mean i was also raised in a house where uh i was never told that santa was real so (laughs) Me either (laughs) Is that my childish wonderment was dead from the beginning? Like, <laughs> didn't believe anything.
1: <laughs> hey, so here, He's real, you
0: know? Yeah, but like you know, I, I had under no, I was under no illusion because I was just like, okay, this makes no sense. I was like, but why would you fight like this? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. And then I think I went to like a live show, went to like a house show, and I saw John Cena and uh and that's really when it sunk in i was like oh this is fake because everyone was like they were pretending like they couldn't see him and i was like D-. i was like but he's he's like right there
1: okay. <laughs> oh man good times good times
0: <laughs> oh yeah um so yeah the, that was the, the good old WWE talk um don't come after us Jim Cornett, or for for taking your market share um so yeah before we get out of here because uh we don't know at what time uh people will wake up. Um, before we get out of here, uh, things have happened. We are in 2001 again, and, uh, and Fall Out Boy is releasing a new album. Paramore is back on tour, and My Chemical Romance is making a new album. Bralio, how do you feel about this revitalization of, uh, of the greatest era known to man?
1: As long as they keep their sound and they don't try to moder- modernize it too much, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for this generation to hear... Good music, and to have something enjoyable, not something that right. is popular for five minutes and then, you know, you never hear from again. Because that's the thing. That's what thing was wrong with music nowadays. Man, it's yes, it's catchy. Yes, it's fun. But after a week, it's out of your mind.
0: It's true. Everything is a TikTok sound.
1: Yep, and if you don't capture those fifteen seconds properly, you're never gonna get out there.
0: It's true, will you be uh going to get your studded leather belts and your leather bracelets out?
1: Uh, no, I'm waiting for the baggy clothes era to come back.
0: Oh, i am so waited, dude. When I heard the, the album and I heard that Fall Out Boy was shopping a new single like next week, by the way, for people listening, it's on the 18th, I believe. Um, I literally the first thing I thought was, are they bringing back the Jenkos and the long sleeve shirt underneath the short sleeve shirt? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that was fun times,
0: dude. That was my outfit, man. I was I've been like watching early two thousand stuff, and and the friend that I was watching it with was legitimately like making fun of the outfits, and the whole time I was sitting there like I had that
1: outfit. <laughs> Those outfits are so fun. Like I feel like now's generation is there's no originality because everything is about going to the thrift shop and picking up old school stuff. What about? The original, your stuff. We were original.
0: Yeah, I, I had like, uh, I remember when popped collars were like super popular. Remember that? Mm,
1: yes, for your yeah. goddamn. I remember when everybody was wearing dickies.
0: Yes, oh my gosh, bro.
1: <laughs> for some, and, and Jam Sports, <laughs> packs, and what else?
0: Oh, the Jansport was goaded. I love those things. Uh, some some good old Converse back when Converse still had the uh before they switched to the new uh fabric on the shoes.
1: Ah, uh, Converse. If you had mm-hmm. clean Converse, you you your life sucked. Exactly. You can you couldn't even mm, walk. Still like, canvas, <laughs> dude. If you had new new white white Converse, not white color, but like clean Converse Converse, and they didn't have like either dirt or drawing on it, then it's like, ah, uh, what a loser
0: exactly you have no friends you're a loser yeah <laughs> dude i used to scuff mine before going to school i would i would intentionally just scuff it up
1: <laughs> i did the same i remember i got them dirty just cause
0: yeah you had to like remember kids started popping off i was so confused
1: i remember everybody also was wearing um skulls like skull belts that are made out of diamonds yes. realistically there you buy them in the Y T shop
0: Yes, oh my gosh, those things were so bad.
1: And everybody had. The thing this was when the punk rock face started catching on. Everybody was wearing chains also.
0: That was me. I was that kid.
1: But you had them because it was part of your style. You yeah. And then become a poser midway through high school.
0: Dude, I had a chain wallet at one point.
1: I had one too. But I never actually Rocked it oh, outside. Oh, man.
0: I, I i definitely could not i did not have the confidence level to rock a chain wallet like in public
1: <laughs> i remember how the 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 black shirts they had like a skull with um imprinted um you know those little diamond things diamond heads
0: oh my gosh dude not the ed the ed uh the ed hardy styles yes but the the white tea shop ed hardy styles <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Remember the, the gecko? The, the, remember the Mark Echo the, the with the gecko on it? What were we, thinking, man?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what we were thinking. This Wait, was a...
0: I kind of wanted to come back. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> it's going to come back. everything, going to be making a return.
0: Is it like I legitimately, I might bust out like a, a good old long sleeve shirt underneath a short sleeve polo. At some point, I might bust it out.
1: <laughs> You're gonna be like, are you hot are you cold? I'm like nah, bro. I'm a legit New Yorker.
0: Do that, you know. Just just pop the collar again. You know, I, I remember, and this is this is something that younger listeners might not understand the the how legit this was back in the day. But like, <laughs> I remember ironing the the collar of my polo shirt so that it would remain popped throughout the day.
1: <laughs> I used to put um, you know those. When you go to uh, when you buy a shirt, that it brings out those little pins in the in the neck to keep them down and keep them straight. I used to put those yeah. in the pol- the polo's.
0: See, we had all sorts of tips and tricks, kids, for when you're when you're like done dressing like your granddad from the sixties or whatever, and you like get into like dressing like the cool kids from the two thousands. This <laughs> these are the tips and tricks that you need to remember.
1: <laughs> I might upload a video to YouTube at the local TV. YouTube channel of my personal nineties, uh late nineties, early two thousand fashion. And you'll see how we dress back in the day.
0: Um, I might need to bust out the DC hat again. Like the remember DC shoes? <laughs> like
1: like DC comics?
0: No, the shoes. The the it was like the weird like it was it was almost like vans but not (laughs) it was for everybody who like you didn't have 60 bucks to buy vans so you bought dcs
1: i think i know what you're talking about i never owned a pair
0: i never owned a pair of the shoes i did have huffs for a bit because i was broke um but after that i just i kept buying vans because huffs were like the same price i don't don't even know why i bought those honestly. but you know you get your first job you're like I need money uh, you remember but when, I had the DC hat
1: I don't think I ever had it. I always went for the new era hats was oh, my thing and I always new kept it with the sticker
0: yep with the sticker on man oh my god dude the fitteds oh, criminal we were criminal behavior truly
1: you remember when girls we used to wear them stupid Chinese shoes from the days of something yes. in the, in the, of the streets everywhere and they were like yeah, oh. like pure cloth that if you stepped on glass that's it you're getting tetanus
0: it was bad mm-hmm. it was real bad we had there were so many things we did not need to do I had so many bracelets for no reason I had so many live strongs. I had like five leather bracelets <laughs> I don't know what I was doing man
1: <laughs> I think around that time that's when I started going heavier into Spanish music so I used to wear more of the Spanish version of this so like the the tight shirts though, well the extra tight I used to wear medium man or small <sighs> mostly medium just so that dude. I could have like a tight Dominican shirt style
0: I know what you mean dude I was out there it, it was bad man it was bad and I feel like the, the change I was, had a threaded belt
1: <laughs> and I feel like the change from baggy to tight happened overnight I don't know what happened maybe like an artist came out and everybody started like exploring styles or changing styles but it was just overnight
0: I feel like it was like 08 I feel like somewhere between 08 and, 0- and like 2010 Was when the, the, the switch just happened
1: I think it was around 09 Because 08 That's when I first start. Let me see That's when I was a freshman in college Because I graduated 07 And at that point College was kind of transitioning from baggy clothes To more tight fitted shirt Like medium shirts I'm telling you Like I used to wear small bro
0: Dude, dude, I, I know know you mean. I was out there. With, uh, I I bust out the small dude. <laughs> Walking around with it, just hugging your skin. Just like, <laughs> I need to find a can picture. Can barely move your arms.
1: <laughs> I need to find a picture of this because I need to do it justice.
0: It it was it was rough. It was rough. We we were making choices, kids. Uh, you have you have the opportunity to rock this style and be better. Um. You know, I was out there looking like Jack Sparrow with the amount of accessories I had. Don't be like me.
1: As Morgan will say, only looking for the forest fox.
0: One hundred percent. Like, you know, get get a good baggy jacket or something. I don't know, whatever the Wu Tang Clan was wearing, or uh, what was it Yin Yang Twins? They were they were they were big on the on the scene.
1: <laughs> All right, I found him. This is Shea rolio on that era, and you shall see how overly this was. This was twenty thirteen. So it used to be. Yeah,
0: I think I deleted all evidence, man.
1: <laughs> extra tight for everything
0: I got rid of all the evidence. Oh, dude, I I when I tell you I had that same tightness on one of my shirts.
1: <laughs> I think I'll post this picture old. on on TikTok so you guys can see what we're talking about.
0: It was holding together by a thread, man. You like, why did we always do the the buttoned all the way down to the second? I had the puka shell necklace, though. Unlike that necklace.
1: I, ha- I always have one of those she shark she shell necklaces or whatever. And yep. let me see. I remember. I don't know. I remember. Ah, Good times.
0: I had the shark tooth necklace at one point.
1: That's also a shark tooth one that I broke the shark tooth
0: i was uh, we would listen kids um if you're listening to this and you are under the age of like 20 or something i don't know whatever if you were around and you did not or you weren't around for this don't make the same mistakes okay do not buy the puka shell necklace it will not make you cool okay
1: oh, it will. It will. I'll listen to him <laughs> don't
0: don't do this to yourselves <laughs> Do not wear cargo shorts with sandals. Okay, don't do it. All right.
1: That I could agree with. Don't do that.
0: You know, but do get one of those belts that had the like the threaded belts that were uh that were like rope kind of, but they had the two buckles on the end, and then you would like loop it through one and then bring it through the other one. Do get those. Those are awesome, and those will forever be awesome. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> And also, maybe dress like Lenny Kravitz because that guy he knows what's going on. Uh, (laughs) there you go. You know, I kind of want to do that. I kind of like they had like such a cool style, you know, in the 70s and 80s. You know, it's so good. Uh, and I feel like I could rock that mustache. I feel like both (laughs) of us could, (laughs) honestly. I feel like we could do it, you know. Get the get the get the the silk shirt. Get the mustache. Grow out the hair, you know. And, and I feel like we could. I feel like we could wrap this. the the, the tight sixties pants. I feel like we got this. We should
1: try. So dangerous.
0: 100%. I actually might. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, Braulio, what, what have you been uh, watching or listening or reading whatever you want to share to the people that you've been consuming uh, in the content wise?
1: Uh, so I'm still rewatching watching some mobile. Took a little pause break, but I'm back to watching it awesome show if you haven't watched it you need to do that uh reading i've been reading a lot of uh tech news i i used to be such a tech head and keep up with the news like like crazy but then i took like a massive tech break But I feel like that's kind of leaving. I think it all stems with DaVinci Resolve. I'm going to be on the iPad Pro. So having to read a lot of articles, how to use certain things, kind of got me back into that groove. So if you're into reading tech, there's two outlets I will highly recommend you read because they are fun. One of them is Mac Rumors. So they cover a lot of Apple news and it's just an awesome atmosphere over there. But they have their own podcast as well. And second, that is a good reading, a good read, good reading source, is if you go to Apple News, for those Apple News users, type in what is it uh, technology as a subheader, and that, that one kind of aggregates the majority of tech-related articles, not just for Apple, but for the majority of things so i'll be finding some interesting articles in there i was reading about a smart fridge that kind of has 5g connectability which is ridiculous but sounds fun so yeah that's been my reading slash watching for the last few days morgan what about you
0: I love it I love it I love it um I also have been watching Smallville um but I literally just started tonight uh Midnight Mass um I I kind of know what it's about I just know that it has Rahul Kohli in it and I really I really enjoy that guy as a, as a really cool um you know as a really cool actor uh so that's interesting and I'm gonna hop on Kaleidoscope pretty soon um as far as reading goes um I'm not gonna lie I've been reading some smut books so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which ones cause it'll make me look like a weirdo but
1: <laughs> oh there's so much new content in that area that's been coming out this so far.
0: It's, it's so good like I I cannot stand how good these books are
1: <laughs> there's a um, new kinda of Yuri content that has been coming out and for those of you that ooh. don't know what Yuri is uh if you're over 18 look it up if you're under 18 don't look it up
0: exactly uh do not look up anything that we've said if you are under 18 that might be obviously not for you um yes. but, yeah, but yeah there was there's was, there's been a couple on like audible that i was like you know what let me just let me just pop this in see what on <laughs> see audible, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> the, the, You must. Yeah. it has to be a really good reader then <laughs> It it oddly
0: enough, for one of them, it was a it was a lady um, who definitely was like middle aged, and it was kind of it was still kind of
1: good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, those are like when it's like somebody that's clearly not of the world, well, world, and they they get committed to it. It draws you in. Not to track exactly. them too much into the different point, but if if you ever decide to read or listen to the Game of Thrones books, the Fire and Blood. The person that Mm. that read the first one, the first book, horrible, horrible, but so engaging.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I will always say uh, one of my favorite audiobooks is uh, um, Alice in Wonderland, read by Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one it's so good the voices she does are insane but it is so good and uh and i'm a very big fan of her so you know um yeah besides that i've just been like watching like twitch uh you know twitch people play valorant even though i don't play valorant um yeah uh we appreciate you listening it, it's been a, a interesting time, a very fun time uh, for me, and uh, I'm sure
1: for Braulio as well. Um, yes, yes. Thank you. Braulio, where can the people find you around the internet? Uh, so there's a few places that you can find me on the internet. You can find me on the Local TV podcast, formerly known as the Braulio Show podcast. There's the same vibes, same friendly atmosphere, same monotone voice. Morgan is always there. Uh, just a rebranded was needed because, you know, I feel like Lobo TV sounds a little bit cooler than Broly Show. But that's just me. <laughs> Anyways, you can find the podcast anywhere the podcasts are sold, distributed, consumed. You can find it also on YouTube by searching for Lobo TV. And you can find me on TikTok talking about Funkos, Marble, and just doing some trendy things there. Trying out trying to have some fun not trying to be so focused on views numbers and just having fun so you can find me there at lobo underscore funko and if you want to find me on clapper where i do focus strictly more on the marvel side of the world and tech because i do like enjoy or i do like talking about tech so clappers where i do that you can find me by looking for lobo tb with a b as in boy global and then tv with a V as in victor so i was a little bit on the influence when i made my username so i kind of stuck it out and I like it but yeah that's where you can find me
0: yeah um you know definitely go check it out Braulio is uh is great at making the content and is a great editor um in 2023 thank you, thank you. is the year of reclaiming fun we are we are we are going to reclaim the fun and the things that we actually enjoy doing uh such as content making and and all these things that that we love um yeah uh you can find me on the Twitter at Morgan L Brooks, uh, or on the Instagrams, uh, Morgan L underscore Brooks, um, where you can see like photos that I've taken of like models or, or whatever. I don't know if that's what you want to see. Uh, or like behind the scenes stuff, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or like behind the scenes stuff, uh, on sets uh, or listening to me talk about stuff that, you know, that, that I've done on set or whatever. Um, if you want to see, uh, you know, things that I've actually made, uh, you can go to YouTube and, and find like short films or, or the documentary that I've got coming out pretty soon. Um, on there it's just Morgan Brooks, um, or, or you know you can listen to this show, uh, wherever you're listening to it right now, and you can tell your friends and you can tell your enemies, and you can tell your mom, go and tell your mom, or I'll tell her next time I see her, uh, whatever, um, it, either way, uh, it, but it, we thank you for listening, um, we really appreciate it, and uh, goodbye. <laughs> if you wrap a towel around your foot, it will not grow. Wait, what?